One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk everything technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself, Eric Coleman, and my birthday buddy, Benji's Torius. Benji, Eric, you just celebrated your birthday. I did. Wow. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> sure. I mean... It's just another year. It's another year. Yeah. My well, wife is like all about birthdays. Like she like has to make it like the coolest day for anybody that she knows uh, on their birthday. But I'm like, it's just another day for it's me. It's another day. Yep. But did she make it special for you? She did. I relaxed on the couch, watched football. And then we actually went to small group with our church that night and then uh, watched motorcycle racing to end the night. Nice. So it was a good time. It was relaxing because the previous day we were both working pretty late. So it was uh, a good time to relax. Cool. So, and my kids got me lots of candy, which I candy love sugar. So Sour Patch Kids and Skittles, right? My parents actually got me Skittles. One of my kids got me a five-pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. Another kid, another one of my kids is got this like a year supply. Then oh no, <laughs> this no? is like I don't know a month. This is a month. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, one of my other kids got a five-pound bag of the Swedish Fish, uh, which are also amazing. So, and then my small group got me a twelve-pack of Pepsi. So I'm set for like. 48 hours. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be, for me, like a lifetime supply. Yeah, not me. I basically breathe and eat candy and Pepsi. The The joke at the small group was, I wonder if they put Coke in the Pepsi box of the 12-pack because I don't like Coke at all. But I got home and I opened it and I'm like, Nope, it's Pepsi. We're good. We're gonna go. Yeah, but what's new with you? Uh, well, it wasn't my birthday. No, it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So, well, it was in August. Yes, but not recently. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a worship event on Friday night at our church. Nice, which went really well. Lots of crazy lights, although. Benji was disappointed. There was no haze. Yes. Which Sorry. I'm also disappointed in. But we don't have a hazer right now. You could have borrowed ours. Oh. All right. Let's redo it. Redo, a, redo the event. Redo the worship night. I think last time I asked to borrow it, you said no. But it might have I conflicted th- more with some I think some we were also event. doing something maybe. Or I couldn't 
get it back or couldn't get it delivered to you. I don't remember. Yeah. I'll but ask next time. We have another one next. We have a spare. Oh. It's smaller, but it probably still works in your case. Anyway, Benji, what are we talking about today? We are talking about loading presentations into ProPresenter. So more Whoa. or less uh, like message slides, um, missionary slides, uh, announcement slides, all that type of stuff. How do you get a presentation that was built in Keynote or uh, PowerPoint, PowerPoint or Google Images or Google Slides, I think is what it's called. Uh, how do you get all of that media type stuff into ProPresenter? And what's the easiest and best way to do that? Yeah. And part of the great reason for using ProPresenter, there's, there's many reasons, but one of them is the automation features that you get out of ProPresenter to be able to like dim the lights when a particular slide is clicked or trigger something else down the line. That's a great reason to use it. Also, there's like, we're actually in some cases limited by like having more powerful equipment in line. For instance, the DeckLink Duo, you actually can't use PowerPoint with it directly. So you have Correct. to bring it into ProPresenter. Yep. So there's different limitations that would kind of all point to ProPresenter's king on this. At Harvest, we keep most everything at this point is all directly built in or designed in, whatever you want to call it, ProPresenter. Um, it which, may be... Which I think a lot of people don't realize. You can actually build presentations in ProPresenter. You can. As if they w you were to do it in PowerPoint or Keynote. You can... You can add titles, you can add effects transitions. and transitions and slides and images all on all within ProPresenter. So I think a lot of people default to, oh, I need to use PowerPoint or Keynote to build these presentations, but you actually don't. Uh, it it's a little more cumbersome because it's a it's software that maybe your pastor or whoever's building presentations might not know how to use because they've used Keynote in the past or they've used PowerPoint in the past but it can do basically all the same stuff. And then you're not having to worry about converting things to images and importing that and losing transitions and things like that. I think a lot of people don't realize you can actually do it all within ProPresenter. I've trained our pastor's assistant to learn ProPresenter. Yep. And they are the person in charge of building his... Uh, sermon presentation his notes are very detailed and when she receives those notes it's got highlights and uh, bold print and different color annotations to kind of indicate what would go where um, a lot of it is okay I want to show this scripture on the screen here's an image or can you find an image of this kind of stuff but then she goes ahead. She's great. She's learned how to build it all in ProPresenter. And uh, what I do to help in the process is, A, I've provided training for her to learn it to the extent that she needs to build a presentation, as well as if we are doing some sort of series, I provide a template 
for that that I can export off of one of my machines, give it to her on her machine, she can build it all, and then basically I get a file back from her <laughs> basically 15 minutes before service on Saturday, which is not great. But That might be better than some people out there in the it world. It might be, <laughs> and because it's a native file, it does go like it in imports, theory it should be really quick yeah it, yeah it imports in right away and i haven't had any exporting snafus since pro presenter 7 where like it doesn't import an image or something like that uh, everything is just like a cakewalk from there we yep. import it in and click go and it's fine yep um when she builds these presentations so she has scripture verses or references that she'll type out or put on for a slide images does she do like um point one and like that type of text or is it mostly just scripture references and maybe some images we do have pretty weekly like point one point two point three so like there's the big bold points yep and then there's kind of like sub points but each of those is on a lower third. So so, I, so basically everything other than like an image would be on a lower third. Yeah, for the most part. If yeah. there's a slide that like denotes the need for a full screen text, we do that. But most of the time, because we're doing iMag, right. we want to continue to see the pastor's face on the screen as we see the scripture going along. So we kept it for mostly lower third scripture or points, except when it's a full screen image yep. or in the very rare case that there's some video clip or something. Uh, when she is done making these slides, does she send them to the pastor ahead of time just to like confirm or that you send them right to you and you load them and it's done? They send them right to me, and I load them, and it's done. So your pastor doesn't really actually see them prior to the message most no. of the time? Got yeah, it. no. Okay. There's actually not that much time in between. Right. Yeah, 15 minutes is not uh, too much time to run through <laughs> so a message. So I don't know the specifics on when she usually receives the like sure. final message. Yep. But I do know that my email gets it sometime between like a 3.30... And 4.30, I would say, 5 at for the a, latest. For a 5.30 service. For a 5.30 service yep. in the evening. However, starting at 4, we are using that machine for our rehearsal Music time. rehearsal, yeah. So you so can't I just can't load your stuff. Load stuff yep. until they're done. And they're going up to the last minute. So unless I receive it, Prior to prior that, to that. Yep. it's you're waiting to yes right before. Uh, so when you load those in, so actually let's let's back up. You said that they email you that file. So um, the assistant she builds them, she exports that. What is it a bundle? She exports. Yes, the, it's a bundle. She exports that bundle, which includes all of those lower thirds and any graphics. She emails that to you. You have to then open your email on that specific computer and download the file. Correct. To the whatever folder on the computer. Correct. And then you import within ProPresenter. Correct. 
and then you drag and drop it into the playlist that the current playlist for that weekend. Yeah. So when I import it though, it's already, it imports it into the library, but also. Puts oh yeah. A, there's a new drop down that you could say yeah. add to this playlist as well. So it puts it yep. right in the playlist and then I just have to drag it within the playlist to, to the, the right, right spot. order. Yep. Got it. And then who. So the whole process takes a minute. Yeah. But obviously if you're using a computer, you don't want to tie up your worship leaders yeah. that need the words or whatever. Right. As you're loading. Um, and then who operates that for the message? Does your pro presenter op do the slides? Does the pastor do, do his own slides? Yeah. Our pro presenter op will run the slides for the sermon. And I'm um, assuming they get probably a We get a very breakdown. detailed yep. transcript of the message, basically. And it's not word for word, but it's it's pretty Almost. close. Yeah. And he is very good though at not making it look like he's reading. Yep. It's it's not it's not a direct read, but like if you are following along with the notes, you're like, it's, is he direct? It's reading? almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. We have well a, a pastor that's now retired from here, but that was kind of how he was, where he had almost word for word, but he just did it so well that you couldn't really tell he was sitting there like reading it. Yeah. But and he has a copy of the exact same transcript on his iPad. So then we have one in the back on ours, just kind of following along as he goes along. Yep. We've thought about mirroring his iPad to the booth so we can follow along and just be like right where he is. Uh, but then there's, uh-huh. there's some times where it's like, okay, like I need to find him. Like, I don't, I don't know. We haven't done that yet, but yep. that's an interesting thought that we've yep. started having. You do airplay or something. And- yeah. And put it on a monitor right yeah. there. Huh. But his notes have even more scribbles and things like, like that. Last so minute stuff. Yep. It could be a little bit more like trying to play catch up than it's worth. So yep. Um, but yeah, it's our system it has its own flaws, but it's been working. Sure. The only thing I don't like about it, and I don't think anyone likes receiving a presentation or at least getting it onto the machine for the first time 15 minutes before you start because that's as people are walking in yeah it's a little especially on the stream you don't like our stream starts 10 minutes beforehand so unless i have time before people come in the room like i would like to be able to have our op click through the slides and just make sure it all works make sure Yep, but you really don't even have but time to do we that. We don't have time to do right. that sometimes. Yikes. Uh, so what if I was a guest speaker at Harvest and I made my own slides? Um, when would you say, oh, you need to get me your slides by such and such date or time? And how would you want me to send those to you and all of that? Like, how would that conversation go? So in a way... It's a little bit easier and a little bit more difficult. So I am not the one, once again, I'm not the person building the sermon. Like that's not my responsibility. So the assistant of our pastor is handling that conversation as far as like, we need your stuff by this time and so on. So is she, is she building that presentation or would she say, I just need your stuff by certain certain date so she would say she needs the stuff so she can build the presentation 
Got it. Okay. Into pro presenter. And a lot of them will also ask, or, you know, they have their PowerPoint. This yep. is where it gets a little bit confusing, but it helps in our flow of things too. They'll have their PowerPoint that is not formatted for lower thirds mm-hmm. and would be basically them. They're, you know, it's the, they're coming in thinking, oh, I'm going to have I'm a clicker. Control and my, my presentation's full screen. They yeah. don't do iMag. A, a standard, if you would say that, a standard presentation Correct. vibe. So we do have to make more, like we have to translate their presentation into a pro presenter presentation more than just importing as images. Yep. yep. Because we are iMagging. We don't want to have just like a full screen on the whole time. Right, right. Um. So, and there's, you know, a lot of, so their 12 slides might end up being 32 slides sure. or whatever. Yep. Uh, but that's easier in a way because we get them more in advance right. than we currently get our sermon slides. Yep. And I can load those, have those sent to me on Friday usually. And then that's in ready for the weekend. And yep. Have plenty of time to make sure it works. And PowerPoint, you know, wouldn't work either for us because right, of used, the deck the link. Deck, the, yeah, the deck link cards. Yep. But yes, yeah, so a lot of the guest speakers that come in are definitely thinking, oh, I've got a PowerPoint. I'll bring that in. No problem. Where we have to educate them a little bit more and say, actually, we do the live stream and we do. Have the- you? Well, you maybe you don't know, but have you had any pushback where a guest speaker or whoever says, "No, I these are my slides and this is what I've I've made and I want I want to use them." No, just the gentle pushback saying, "You know, that's fine, but this one or this these three slides or whatever, I do need the full screen." Yeah. chart or whatever yeah. it is so that kind of thing got it which is fine we're okay with putting up a full screen occasionally. sure yeah you just don't want it the entire time yeah yeah so that's a little bit about how we kind of receive our presentations for other ministries throughout our building um, every, every computer does have PowerPoint loaded on it or keynote loaded on it. Um, and I've set them up so that they can on those machines mirror. So if some missionary comes in and they bring their own presentation, we could do that just directly in PowerPoint. Cause they're not using the deck link cards in those. <laughs> they rooms. are, but I'm more so just mirroring the display of the computer. Got it. As an option to the screens. Yep. So it kind of works out where they can just click it through and be done and don't overcomplicate it. Right. Especially if it's just like, I just want lights on in the room and then I'm going to show this basic, simple. It's like, okay, you know how to run this. So go ahead. But when it comes to our larger events that have, music happening they have videos going on there's a lot of moving parts yep it's always pro presenter yep never is there an option that it's going to be powerpoint or keynote nice what happens here 
Uh, I would say it's completely different. It is. Completely. I know. I, I know. <laughs> and there's parts of it I'm very jealous of. <laughs> completely different. So um, our three venues on our main campus and our main venue in our portable setup campus all use basically the exact same setup. So Mac Minis, uh, M1s, and our main campus worship center main computer is a 16 gig. The other three computers are eight gig versions. They all run deck link cards. The main worship center has a quad card. The other three have the duo card, which is so confusing to me because duo to me means two. two. It's actually four outputs where the quad is eight. I but think it's they because do them in pairs. The alpha, and, yeah. Yes. I get it. It's just so confusing. But anyways, so... Uh, that's how our system is just wired up and hooked up. We do not run Keynote or PowerPoint because it wouldn't work on any of those computers anyway. So you have to load everything into ProPresenter in order to see it on a screen. A screen. So our lead pastor, actually, let me take the, let me step back. All of our pastors build their own slides. Uh, our lead pastor kind of started that, I would say. He is a very visual, artistic uh, person. So he builds his own slides. He sometimes will modify some of the other pastors' slides to fit the same theme or um, the same look that we're going for for that series or whatever. Or he'll build the template for the graphics for those for that series. And uh, he... I should say all of them build them in Keynote and they know not to spend four hours on transitions like some people do because they're not hokey. Gonna, yeah. They're, <laughs> they look cheesy. Uh, and obviously we're not, those transitions aren't going to transition over to ProPresenter when we actually load them in. So they build all their presentations in Keynote they know the right resolution and all that stuff. They know what to do. They build their slides. They save them all as images. Uh, we are a big fan of Google Drive around here. So all of the pastors have access to a message folder, depending on which campus they're preaching in. So there's a Manuka campus folder and a Morse campus folder. And within that, then there's a message folder. So they all have access to that. So if they're preaching in Manuka, they export their slides in Keynote as images, so there's no transitions. It's just a JPEG image, nothing special. And they save those into Google Drive, into that message folder, which auto-syncs right to our presentation computer with Pro, with ProPresenter on it. And we just drag and drop it into ProPresenter. So we have a, um, a presentation labeled message and so we have one slide in that presentation that has all of our cues and actions on them so it's just a black slide with i don't know there's probably like seven actions on it there's a lot of actions on it we saw it today <laughs> that's yeah there's a lot so it's doing uh lighting it adds um an audience look our other campus uh is doing a prop which we just talked about last uh, episode. Um, 
stage it's display. Changing stage display, starting a timer, which we do a count up timer, not a count down timer. Um, and for those that are wondering, that's so people don't realize, oh, there's only two minutes left of the sermon. We're almost done. They don't know how high it's going to count unless it's red. Then they, yeah. they see it's red. Oh, the He's pastor's over. probably almost done or, or over, but they don't know what it's supposed to turn red at. Um, it, let's see, it also adjusts the audio, love, uh, audio channel on the soundboard for the pastor's mic, so it brings the fader up to a uh, specific spot. And it's got a 0.2 second go to next timer. So basically that slide never gets deleted. It's always in there. And then we delete all the other slides. Replace it with um, current. From week to week. Yeah. So uh, the pastors load them in. We come in. We open up that message folder. We see, oh, yep, there it is. We open up that folder. It's got 15, 20, 30 images. Select all, drag and drop it right after that black slide. It takes a half a second. And boom, they're all there and ready to go. Um, so it's relatively quick, relatively easy. Um, our main campus, we usually get those slides, I would say usually by two o'clock on Saturday. And then our, uh, Morse campus, we usually get them by midnight Sunday morning, but we're obviously not there until seven o'clock for setup. So it doesn't quite so matter, make doesn't a really difference. really matter at that point. Right. So yeah, so we don't, we actually don't build any presentations in ProPresenter. Uh, we started a while ago. Uh, I tried to get our lead pastor to do that. Uh, and he's just a very busy guy and didn't want to take the time to learn new software when he's pretty quick uh, with Keynote and getting his stuff ready to go. So he didn't want to take the time. And actually, it was a little sluggish on his computer adding all these different layers and graphics where Keynote was able to handle a little bit better. So yeah, so that's uh, that's the message portion of it. We do a lot of visual stuff. Before we go on, yeah, I'm just curious, how many slides are your message presentations usually? I would say on average from our lead pastor it's usually 25 to 30 slides, if that, maybe a little less. Um, he's given typically around 30 minutes for his sermon time. He tends to go uh, a little bit over that, but we give him 30 minutes and he usually has 25 to 30 slides. Our campus pastor for our Morse campus is usually 15-ish, so quite a few less. I would say most people, most of our pastors are somewhere in the 15 to 20 range, 15 to 25, somewhere in that range. And those would all be all full screen, right? All full screen. Oh yeah. So we don't iMag. Yep. And And online you're doing like a PIP or what do you do? No, we used to. Used to. Pre-COVID, we did that. I guess I don't know what you do for that right now. So oh, our, I do. I do know. Yeah, I so do know. our main campus runs... Um, yeah, we don't do any IMAG at any of our campuses. Our main campus, we have a preaching TV that rolls out uh, during our announcement video or bumper video. They roll that out, and then the pastor basically refers to that inside of the projector screens for the message. So that's how we get it for the live stream is... Yeah. 
um, preaching TV just to the left of the pastor. Our other campus, uh, the projector is directly behind the pastor. So we just, from the camera, just a very basic single camera shot that gets the pastor and then his slides behind him. Yeah, that's how we do that. And that's, and that's part of, that's actually the main reason why we need the quad card with the 16 gig version for that campus because we run seven video outputs on that M1 Mac mini. Which is crazy that it's that capable for 600, 700 bucks, whatever it is. And QLab and lighting and music and automation with uh, MIDI and yeah, it runs a lot of stuff. Everything. And it doesn't even, doesn't even sweat a little bit. So yeah, so that's how we do it for messages. Um, I would say it's probably very similar for like announce. We do pre-service announcement slides again, full obviously full screen. Um, they're made in either Photoshop or Canva, um, and then gets dragged and dropped into a different folder, but also on Google Drive. At that point, those are JPEGs. Every everything is JPEG. Everything that we do is JPEG. So or PNG. Um, so yeah, so our graphics person, they'll make the slides, export them, save them in the announcement folder on Google drive. And then we see all those and just literally drag and drop, um, for that. If we have, uh, occasionally we'll have missionaries come in and speak. And this is where the, uh, the bad guy of Benji comes out. Bad Benji. Actually, I take that back. This is not just for missionaries. It's for basically anybody that is outside of the church that is outside do, of staff, outside of staff, doing something with a presentation in our room. Could be a wedding. It could be a funeral. It could be something that's during a, a, a regular weekend service. Doesn't matter. Uh, you got to get me that presentation by Thursday, 10 a.m. Uh, the Thursday, 10 a.m. before the weekend that it's shown. Because everyone takes Friday off at uh, mission. So I'm not coming in on Friday to load your presentation. Yeah. And if you've got an event on Saturday or Sunday, or you've got a presentation during the weekend service, I need to get that thing loaded, click through everything, make sure it all works. And if it doesn't, we still have a little bit of time to get me a second edition updated version of whatever so usually that's not a problem with images that's more or less if someone's making a video and playing it you know make sure it's the right resolution it's the right video type all that stuff so it's a little more complicated stuff with videos but um but it's it's just easier to just say the thursday before get it to me by 10 a.m yeah that makes sense and if it's not it may be on screen but it may not be on screen like I, I don't tell them it's not going to be on screen, but I also don't tell them it's going to be on screen. Yeah. I basically tell them, pretend like it's not going to be there. And if we have time and if everything works, it will be there. Yep. And that's it. So then there's no pressure on me to get it loaded. And there's no pressure on the speaker to, to rely on that if they were having to rely on that for their presentation. Sure. So... That bit me in the butt once with a missionary where I loaded something last minute and, and it didn't work. Things crashed. Yikes. And I said, that will never happen again. 
I always have a saying that um, procrastination on your end does not mean immediate reaction on my end. So if you're, oh, for sure. if you're late getting me something, I'm not going to yeah. drop everything and get your stuff done because you waited too long to get your stuff to me. Yeah. So, and it, again, it, it ruffled some feathers early on, you know, my first year being on staff, changing rules and making things a little more strict. But, uh, six years later, we have absolutely no issues with people being too late or having an issue that why can't you show my stuff? Yeah. So, cause now it's adapted through all 20 of our missionaries that come that might have a presentation to people that do reports doesn't matter everybody knows if you don't get it to me you're it might not be on might not be on there but yeah so missionaries they'll usually build those in powerpoint usually it seems like most people use powerpoint for like missionary they're uh, all pc so yeah um and so they will usually write me directly they'll email me directly and say i've got a presentation this is the date that i'm speaking how do I get you my presentation? Typically is how that email starts. And I tell them, uh, that's great. Can't wait to see you guys. Export your PowerPoint as images. Do not worry about transitions. Don't worry about dissolves and your transition between slide to slide or even transitions within like within a slide. You can have like your text come up and then a picture. You like, can do all don't crazy do all things. that. Yeah. I said you're wasting your time because it won't come across when you do export images. So then once you build it, export it as images and then email those to me however you want. You can do WeTransfer. If it's small enough, you can email those directly to me just as an attachment. However, it doesn't matter. Just get them to me by this date and we'll be good to go. I would love to use, and we've talked about it many times, but use the Google Drive method just yeah. because it's so simple. It's so simple, and it works so well. At Harvest, we are a Microsoft culture, so we have... But you can do the same <clears throat> same, same thing. I haven't gotten the OneDrive app to work mm. consistently in that same fashion. Interesting. Or it requires a password reset yeah. all the time, and it just won't be suitable Mm. 30 days down the line or whatever another thing that really um is nice with the google drive function is a lot of times again because our lead pastor is very visual and wants things like super visual um he will actually change his slides or make an update to his slides between saturday and sunday so all he does uh, all he has to do is just that point make those change put them back in there and boom, I'm ready to go. And at I that see point, it. you don't have to import it in again. I do if it's additional slides. If it's additional. Yeah, yeah but if it's true. just like a change because I misspelled a word or whatever, he saves it as the same name. It auto-updates, and we are ready to go off to the races. So going back to missionaries and exporting images and PowerPoint and all that stuff, I also usually ask them, like, if you have any problems please email me. I actually have a PDF with screenshots of how to do that with PowerPoint and how to do that with um, Keynote. So I will just attach that PDF and show them, okay, this is how you go and export as images. Uh, They need to make make sure that they are widescreen and not four by three. Basically, just all those types of settings and, and stuff. 
and that usually helps because missionaries are usually not too tech savvy. So if they have an issue, it's a PDF attachment. They can open it up and they can, they can see how to do everything. So. Well, as you can see, there are a variety of ways to get your sermon message presentation into ProPresenter. And I think there's only benefits to doing it for the most part as far as getting the automation set up ahead of time to do different look changes, um, which can overcomplicate it. Yeah. Yeah, the other one more issue that you can run into is if someone... So, And this is part of the reason why I tell whoever makes the presentation, they need to be the one that exports the presentation. I don't want them to send me the PowerPoint for me to export or the keynote because fonts. everybody uses crazy fonts or whatever, and I might not have those on my computer, and I'm not going to sit there and try to figure out what font looks the best based on the size and whatever layout you've got. That's the other problem. If you... If you have them send you the file so you do the work, chances are the file won't export the same or look the same as if it was on the presentator's computer. Very true. So they need to do the exporting. Again, walk them through it if they don't know how. Most of the time, you show somebody once or twice, and they usually have it. And this step is relatively easy to do. It's like four clicks. They can do it. They're then it looks the same, has all the fonts. And then you don't need those fonts because they're just images when they're sent to you. Makes a big deal when they export it and they handle it. So off the top of your head, for a listener, yep. what is that step? How do I, in Keynote, in PowerPoint, export my slides as images? Yeah, so uh, most of the time, I believe in both apps, you go to... I'm going to speak more on the Mac side because I don't use a PC on any of those, but it should be relatively the, the, the same. Uh, top left on the menu bar, you will click on uh, File. And then for Keynote, there's an Export or Export As. And you have multiple options. You can do PDF. You can do Images. I think Movie or Video, I think, is another yeah, option. that's an option. Um, that might be all of them. There might, there might be like a text version or option. So. Uh, click images, uh, select JPEG if it's not set on as JPEG. It's going to export the same resolution that the presentation was built in. So if it was built in 4.3, you can't export it as 16.9. It just doesn't work that way. So you'd have to go into your presentation settings and change the format and then probably redo all your images. But anyways, um, and then it's going to give you a pop-up of where do you want to save those images at. I typically tell people because I'm, I work with people that are tech savvy and not tech savvy. So I usually say, save it to your desktop, even though I don't like saving things to the desktop. I think saving to the desktop is appropriate if it's But in quick, this case, yes. Get it on, get so it off. Save it to your desktop and then either attach that as a attachment in an email. If it's within, I think it's 15 megs is a cap for email or use WeTransfer. Uh, I I usually don't provide them a Google link for them to upload. I feel like if they can't do WeTransfer or they can't do an email attachment, they probably won't be able to figure out how to use Google Drive and attach it and upload it that way. 
And also, I, I do get a lot of Google Drive links like sent to me. Instead of WeTransfer, I can download it from like their Google Drive account right to mine. PowerPoint's the almost exact same way. I think it's actually a save as instead of an export. And then you do it as images. So I haven't done PowerPoint in quite a while, but I'm pretty sure me neither. that's the... I've right used way. PowerPoint to do, we just did that actually last weekend. We had a um, presentation, I guess. We're looking at doing an Israel trip. Mm-hmm. And one of the speakers coming in for that just brought in a PowerPoint. It was not in our main room. Less than 50 people did not need all the bells and whistles of ProPresenter. Yep. And it is set up where the screen is a mirrored, mirrored input yep. option. So when I clicked play, it still translates to like the speaker view or whatever, where Mm -hmm. on my screen, I could see the next upcoming slides. Yeah, the current and next or whatever. the main screen had the full screen slide. What happens if you don't have the fonts on your computer? Yeah, no, that's still a problem, no matter (laughs) what. So at that point, it's just... It is what it it is. It is what it is. Or... Again, I would still say maybe instead of using PowerPoint, even though you can use PowerPoint, maybe they still save it as they still export, export them as images. images. And then maybe you, you could reload those into Keynote or reload those into PowerPoint, which is way easier for someone that doesn't know ProPresenter just to get a presentation up. Sure. Maybe. But yeah, the big thing that caught me a couple of times was the font. And I'm like, forget this. Yeah. I no longer am going to export your images for you. I will tell you how I'll hold your hand the whole way to make sure that you're doing it right. I'm not going to just let you But they're you, not going to probably hanging. be able to find where's my font folder, what font is it, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big big one for me of was the fonts and all that stuff. So, I do feel like 98% of people are using Times New Roman or Arial font. You'd so, be surprised. But I'm probably, yeah, probably surprised. <laughs> when it comes to PowerPoint and Keynote. Yeah. Well, maybe I, not Keynote as I much. Just, I just opened a PowerPoint up the other day and it had or, a font uh, that I didn't have. And I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, what's that font that everyone hates? Comic Sans. <laughs> yep. Universally hated. Do not use that font. Yeah. Hey, what font do you guys use for your worship slides? I know this is total total curveball, but total curveball worship music slides. We are using CMG font. Same here. Yes. For those that didn't know, CMG does have quite a few fonts. Actually, they do like the the narrow and the bold and different styles and all yep. that stuff. Um, it's all within the one font bundle. Yep. That you download for free. Everyone yep. can oh, yeah, do that, and it's whether free. you're yep. a user or not of CMG Church Motion Graphics. Yep. Um, do you do all caps? We're doing all caps, two lines. And right now I've been using a black bar with white text, mm-hmm. two lines. Yep. Before that, we were just doing the white no, text. No, no bar, right? No bar. White text, yeah. Just trying it out. I'm not sure it's going to stick. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't like it. I feel like people have drawn more attention to it. Than... It definitely uh, draws your attentions, uh, your attention to the words because now you have a big black box when there's text up. Yeah. That really doesn't hide very well. And it goes across, you know, obviously wider than the text goes. 
I particularly so, used it because the lighting presets we had on a previous week were very light. So I was losing yep. the white text. So I did that instead of another option. But we'll see. Anyway, that's kind of what it takes. Lots of exporting and importing. And hopefully you can get on a good system with your team to be as efficient as possible to get things in and out on time and prepared in a orderly fashion so that you know things are going to work. And that you feel comfortable about it. Exactly. Like if I don't feel comfortable... I'm probably not going to show it. That's just like My, if, I, if I load it last minute, like obviously if it was all built within ProPresenter and it's very simple, like uh, what you guys do at Harvest, I probably wouldn't have that big of a deal. But like a lot of images and missionaries, like outside of staff type stuff, if that's get if it if that got to me last minute and I haven't had a chance to click through it all, I. I'm sorry, but oh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to show it because I don't feel comfortable that everything's going to work. And my job is to make sure that everything from stage is being communicated and enhanced and it's as distraction-free as possible. Yeah, it definitely helps that we've got the system down. Even though our timeline is not great, the system works. Sure. Yeah. And it's consistent because we, I would say, 85% of the time throughout a year, our main pastor, our lead pastor, is the one preaching. Yep. The other 15% were either getting those slides in advance so that we can still create it in yep. ProPresenter, Pro or the option is it's just for a smaller venue or whatever, and we don't have to worry about it as much. Right. Yep. Awesome. Good stuff. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. Please. As well as subscribe to Church Motion Graphics. Please. And, That's all. And Instagram. And Instagram. Please. Please. We will uh, be back next next Monday with a amazing episode. Yes. So see you guys then. Bye. Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship. They'd be fully focused during your sermons and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today.